Just coming back off of COVID, had me down for a couple of weeks, but uh, I'm back healthy, back ready to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go ahead and get into it. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs are just coming off of a win, playoff, big playoff win against the Cleveland Browns. Um, and my recap of that game is a lot of to unpack from that game. Of course, you know the big the big story that's going around is the Patrick Mahomes injury and. Uh, from what all things look like, um, from the reports I've seen, is Patrick Mahomes, is, uh, he practiced today. So, you know, that's a good sign to show that um, I believe he's going to play on su- Sunday. Um, <clears throat> but let's get into this Cleveland game, man. Um, what, I, what I took away from the game was this, man. You know, everybody was talking about, you know, are the Kansas City Chiefs going to be rusty? And then they show, and you know, actually, which should be more of a highlighted um, discussion. Uh, most teams that are coming off of a bye week, they usually don't win. They usually don't win when they when they don't play in week seventeen. When they rest their players in week seventeen, more times than not, the team end up that team ends up losing in the divisional round. The only team that didn't lose in the divisional round was the uh, New Orleans Saints. So the Chiefs end up winning. And look, everybody thought that the the team was going to be rusty, but they moved the football down the field. The defense was flying around. You know, up until the Patrick Mahomes injury, I believe this team was playing this probably best football that we've seen all season. They held the 
Cleveland Browns to three points for the betterment of the game until the Patrick Mahomes injury. When Pat moved out, the first two drives ended in touchdowns. Then after that, it was mostly field goals. And and the first touchdown, you know, Buckner missed the PAT. Then after the interception, he missed the 33-yard field goal. So that was four points that was left on the board. That's, that didn't get capitalized. So that's four-point swing right there. So before Patrick left out of injury, they should have been they should have been up 23 to 3. When Patrick Mahomes left the game with the concussion, it should have been 23 to 3. Then when Chad Henney, one of the drives he marches down the field, that's another three points. So now we're talking 26, let's say 26 to 10. Or 26 to, you know, 26 to 10. Um, then he threw the interception, which would have made it 26 to 17. Then, you know, shout out to Chad Henney. He did the third and 14 run and, you know, the fourth and one pass that iced the game. But saying that to say is the Kansas City Chiefs marched up and down the field at will. They did what they wanted with this defense. And did they get a couple, the touchback, that was just, you know, you could talk about it, was it helmet to helmet? But I don't believe it was dirty. Because I don't believe Dan Sorensen's intentions was to, you know, inflict some type of pain on Rashad Higgins. I just think he was making a play. His instincts kicked in. And he made a play on the ball. And it ended up working in his favor. Because Rashad Higgins ended up fumbling. And the touchback rule has been in the fumbling in the back of the end zone. I don't know why people are acting like this is some type of news. That's been a rule since (laughs) I don't know when. That's always been the rule. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's up in arms about the rule. Now, you could think it's a stupid rule, but the rule, that's the rule. If it fumbles in the back of the end zone, it's a touchback. So, I would say that was a big play in the game. The fumble, um, yeah, the fumble, the, the defensive stance after the Chad Henney interception, and the third and 14 run and the, and the fourth and one call. Those are the four biggest plays in this Cleveland game. Four, those are the four big plays. The fumble in the back of the end zone for touchback. The defensive stands after the, after the Chad Henney interception. The... Um, what else? Oh, and the, the third and 14 run by Chad Henning, and then the pass, fourth and one to, to Tyreek Hill. 
four of the biggest plays that determine the outcome of that game. Added on to Patrick Mahomes and that offense was doing what it want. Added on to the defense holding Nick Chubbs and Kareem Hunt in check in the first half. Now, there was a, they had a little success. They was having a little success. But for the most part, they was doing what they want. And there's a player that I want to highlight that, and that's, um, let's talk about Tyron Matthew for a second, man. Ryan Clark put out a tweet in the, I think he did it during the game or after, but he said pretty much, I'm paraphrasing, that, you know, nobody's going to appreciate Tyron Matthew until he's gone from the game. And I agree with that. Because Tyron Matthew made such a big impact in the game on Sunday that I don't think got highlighted enough. The dude was anything short of amazing. Anything short of amazing. The dude went out there and laid it on the line. He was setting the edge in the running game to help hold. There was a few key plays. The end, you know, the 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 Landry uh, where he was doing like a jet sweep. He set the edge on that. A Nick Chubb run. He set the edge on that. The Kareem Hunt run up the middle. He tackled him, stopped him. Probably would have went for more yardage. The interception that baited, he baited Baker Mayfield in the interception. Even though we didn't capitalize, but he made plays. Because Tyron Matthew, when it's time to turn it up, he turns it up. He is the definition of the championship swagger. The definition of championship swagger. And, you know, I, I get a lot of people coming up to me at Ted saying, oh, did you see the Browns almost beat the Chiefs? Let's, let's, let's put some narratives to rest, man. So, listen, we all know, before Patrick went out with the injury, it was third and one. So let's say he was short. Let's say they say he was short. So it would have been fourth and inches. You know damn well they was going to go for it. So they end up, let's say Pat and them end up going for it. They get the first down. And let's say at the very least they, they kick a field goal. I guarantee you that if they get the ball back, which they probably would, they would get the ball back. I, I, I have a belief that they would march down the field and at least get one more one more touchdown if Pat is in the game. With the, with the foot and all, because 
by the time the concussion happened, the foot wasn't bothering him as much. Like the beginning of the third quarter, he was limping around a little bit. But then like in the midway part of that third quarter, he wasn't limping as much. Like the second half, like the second quarter, he was limping around a lot. But then after the half, he wasn't limping as much. He looked like he was actually a lot better. So I believe they would have scored at least one more touchdown and probably two more field goals with Patrick Mahomes at the Helms. So we're talking probably 30-something to 17, if that. So we got to stop this narrative that, oh, did you see the Chiefs almost lost to the Browns? Yeah, because the star quarterback got knocked out the game. Now, kudos to Chad Henney for making big plays, and I already highlighted the big plays that he made. And shout out to Andy for trusting in Chad Eddie and not playing it. Because most, most coaches, when their backup quarterback comes in, they get conservative. They close their playbook. But Andy, he keeps his playbook open because he trusts Chad Henney. And he showed it and 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 the way that Chad Henney was playing. He was still throwing it down the field. So kudos to Andy Reid. You know, sometimes, I, you know, we say we take Patrick Mahomes for granted. Sometimes I think we take Andy Reid for granted. For the job, not just what he's done in Kansas City. That goes without saying. But even looking back at the Philly days and some of the quarterbacks that he turned into quality stars. He made A.J. Feely a quality star. Star. He won games with A.J. Feely. Jeff Garcia. He turned Michael Vick practically into a pocket passer. Where, where Mike was visibly stepping up in the pocket and throwing the football down the field. And now look at his work in Kansas City. Alex Smith. The work he did with him. And now Patrick Mahomes. Do I believe Patrick Mahomes would be successful at another team? He probably wouldn't have the wins, but he would have the numbers. But do I think that Patrick Mahomes, his his learning curve and his 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 potential, which I don't even think is reaching his max yet, but do I think he would, the potential that he has right now, the way he can read defenses, um, the manipulation with the ball that he can do, do I think he could have done that with a lesser coach? It pro- Yes, eventually, but it probably would have took a little bit longer in time for him to get to this point. But like, I think if eventually he got a decent coach, I think he would be, like, probably – it probably would have took him three to four years to get to this point rather than 
out the gate. Now, mind you, his first season, he admitted he didn't know how to read defenses, and he threw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. Yes, that's talent, but that's also Andy Reid working with him, him sitting behind Alex Smith learning the offense. So I think we take Andy Reid for granted because I think, of course, he's one of the better coaches in the league. And, And kudos to Bill Belichick. But Andy, and one thing we know is that Andy always gives Bill Belichick defense's problems. But Andy, he's just, he's so creative and innovative and, you know, what he's done with the West Coast offense is probably mind-boggling. So we got to show more love to Andy Reid, Big Red. And while we're on the subject of narratives, there's another narrative I want to put to rest. And that that is Josh Allen is on the same level as Patrick Mahomes. You hear a lot of national pundits say this lately, that Josh Allen is on the same level as Patrick Mahomes. Like, look, Josh Allen has had a good, very good season, possibly great, an MVP caliber season. But come on, man. You're talking about somebody who's, what, what the record, 24-1, and 125-1 and one since Pat, since the Super Bowl? Pat has won, they've won 25 games and have one loss. Let that sink in. 25 games and one loss. But we're questioning... Who's the best player? Josh Allen just got good this year. And personally, I think it's more so Stephon Stephon Diggs than it is Josh Allen. It's no coincidence that when Stephon Diggs comes to the Buffalo Bills, you see an ascension in Josh Allen. Because I believe if Stephon Diggs didn't come to Buffalo and they didn't end up and they put out the same team they put out last year, they wouldn't be as good. They wouldn't be as good. So we got to stop this whole Josh Allen's on the same home, same level as Patrick Mahomes because he's not. He's not. He's not. Now, let's get into this Buffalo Bills game, man. Look, one thing that um, I've learned watching the Buffalo Bills is they are so dependent on Josh Allen that I think that this Sunday is going to bite them. They don't run the football particularly well, and they can't stop the run. Now, we all, if you remember the Week 6 game against Buffalo, we ran it down their throats with Clyde Edwards leg. He had like 169 yards. And I think we do the same thing. We hit him with a double dose of Clyde Edwards and Daryl Williams. And it's probably sprinkling some Le'Veon. And that's gonna open up the 
and play action and, and allow Pat to really throw it down the field. Look, man, Buffalo, they didn't really look too good against the Colts. The Colts actually should have won that game. In the first half, they should have been up on the Buffalo Bills probably like 20-something to 7. But Colts didn't capitalize. The Colts didn't capitalize when they were in the red zone. Walked away with only, what, 16 points in the red zone? Same thing with the Ravens. Do you realize that last week in that playoff game, the Buffalo Bills only scored 10 points? And people are like, well, Chris, they scored 17. No, that was off of a pick off of Josh, I mean, off of Lamar uh, Jackson. He threw a pick, an ill-advised throw right in the red zone. That would have tied the game up and probably would have swung the momentum. And we might be talking about playing the Ravens right now. But the Buffalo Bills, and I repeat, only scored 10 points. Let me tell you something. If the Buffalo Bills think they're going to show up on Sunday and score 10 points and win the game, they're going to get blown off the field. They're going to get blown off the field. And if they're one-dimensional, they're really going to get blown off the field. They better establish some type of run game with Devin Singletary for them to have a chance to even go score for score with Kansas City. They better go, they better have a healthy balance. And what I'm looking for is, you know, I need the Honey Badger to continue to do what he did from the Browns game. But what I'm looking for is I need a big game from Frank Clark. I need a big game from Chris Jones. I need Sag Nation to to come alive and hit the quarterback. Make life uncomfortable for Josh Allen. Don't let him slip away. Now, he's a big boy. But don't let him slip away and make one of these circus throws that you see from Mahomes. Because he's capable of doing that. I give that to Josh Allen. He can make those, those, those crazy throws. But the Chiefs cannot allow him to get outside the pocket and make those broken plays. They can't allow that to happen. They gotta they have to close in, hit him, and make life uncomfortable for him. Force him into some picks. Force him into some picks. And I think the can and I wouldn't be surprised if we get a pick off of Josh Allen. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I wouldn't be surprised at all if we turn him, if he turns the football over. 
a few times. So, my prediction for this game is I think we win 38-24. to I think we control the game for better part of the game. Leading into the fourth quarter, we kick a field goal, make it 38, and so it's 38-17. And then I think listen, I think the Bills get, you know, a late late garbage time touchdown, but ultimately it's too late and we win the game. And the Kansas City Chiefs are heading to the second Super Bowl in a row. And on the other side, even I'm going to go ahead and say, I think the Packers beat the Buccaneers and we get the State Farm Bowl. And, of course, I'm picking the Chiefs for the Super Bowl. But I just think that they handled the Buffalo Bills, outclass them, and show them that they're just not on the level yet. That's that's my assessment on for Sunday's game, and you know, you know, be looking closely at Patrick. You know, I, I believe he plays Sunday, but you know, some things can be wacky and change. But I don't see that happening. So, with that being said, I want to say thank y'all for listening. I appreciate y'all, man. Continue to listen to, you know. When I drop these podcasts out, um, thank you for you guys who participate in Facebook when I put my prediction up and on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you want to follow me on Insta, follow us on Instagram, sorry. Follow us at Arrowhead Chief Podcast. You can type it in on any Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can type us in, look for us. And if you want to, you want to subscribe, you can subscribe on Google, Spotify, Apple, and any other, you know, podcast freelance that you could download and listen to podcasts, Arrowhead Chief Podcast is more than likely on that pod, on that streaming site. So, thank y'all. Appreciate y'all. Let's get this W. Get back to the Super Bowl. Go Chiefs! Are you an Arrowhead Chief? It's a whole new season. Crowd getting pumped, yelling from the bleachers. Time to hop chop, blessing from the speakers. Chill it is ready, lacing up them sneakers. 16 games, 16 ways. Kansas City Chiefs gotta rep that name. Push to the end, gotta win each game. Plus when tears in the snow when the rain. Never give up, gotta push through the pain. Chargers, Rams, Raiders, Broncos, grab your peanuts, grab your nachos. If it's raining, pack a poncho. Flip in the sky, soaring high. Kansas City Chiefs, now we're on the rise. Super Bowl ready, it's the perfect time. You can see the passion looking in their eyes. Sold out games, sacrifice. Money but the champs gotta pay the price. Tune in live now, Channel 5. Kansas City Chiefs bring the town alive. Sold out game, sacrifice. Money be the champs gotta pay the price. Tune in live now, Channel 5. Kansas City Chiefs bring the town alive. Chopping to the beat, tailgate every Sunday. Yeah, we bleed that.